making it less terrifying. Where's not? It's my face. Good evening and welcome to horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And I'm Jennifer. That's right. The whole gang is back together. Chris has been returned to us. I have. Having been found by um, a friend of the show, Pinball Bobby. Um, Adam, did you post the picture that we were received when he found Chris in yeah. his hiding place? Yeah, in his little toy cupboard with his with his little friend. I was happy for a, for a brief period. <laughs> yeah, but now, but the fun has to stop the, sometimes, Chris. The, the pain, pain and misery must, come must back. begin. Yeah, <laughs> I can take it. Um, we did have an interesting critique actually while in Chris's absence, mm-hmm. following the Dracula episode. Uh, listener to the show and friend of ours, Dave, uh, pointed out that you and I effectively um, committed uh, existential suicide by going on a massive rant about why you shouldn't listen to reviewers right in the middle of our horror review podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, th- I think is a fair point. Um, oh, yeah. So. But then I think we also had some fair points on Draclia. Mm. So, you know. And the socks. I think he's just trying to. Uh... You know, oh, right, distract from, distract his, from the, the fact he's a vampire. Yeah. Yes. yeah, he has pretty much admitted to that now. So. <laughs> mystery solved. Typical. Excellent. Um, so, as it's been a while, obviously we spent a lot of time out scouring the streets for Chris, but other than that, um, Adam, what have you been watching since we were last together? Uh, well, a uh, couple, of, couple of bits that come to mind. Um, I've uh, more... More of a rewatch, obviously. Uh, the very original Hammer Dracula, following watching the uh, Gatiss Moffat bang. That's wrong. Yeah, don't but say there that. There we go. Yeah. Um, following the the recent Dracula, yes. Dracula, um, I decided to. I've got to stop doing Dracula. See, this is a problem. It's getting into our feature this evening. Yes. Mm. Which, again, we will discuss the fact yeah. that we never pronounce it properly. And I've had to say before we recorded, we probably should. Because we've been doing it for years and it always makes us laugh. Everyone else just gets very confused. People just might get tired of it. Very well, dra- where does Draclia come from? Is that Count Arthur Strong? I think it is from Count I Arthur Strong. I am Draclia, S. <laughs> King Queen Jack. Where he's doing the signs and stations right, of the yeah. cross. Oh, um, Count, I think they make it a spelling mistake. Spelling mistake, you <laughs> booger. But, um... Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So uh, I introduced Claire to the Hammer. Oh, Dracula. Um, which, to be honest, I'd forgotten. The one thing I'd forgotten about that is the the sort of clarity that they bring to it by just right. Okay, so Jonathan Harker's gone there on Van Helsing's request. Yes, and is involved, and then it sort of kicks off from there. And it's like, wow, that's that is just a genius bit of streamlining to get so you don't have to chase all the way across Europe and back you yep. can situate it within the castle and that's that's about it, it and you still get the run up the curtains oh it's fantastic uh, that is horrors of Dracula for our uh, listeners overseas yeah it's horror um, of Dracula in the States and just Dracula here yeah. isn't it yeah um, oh such a such a good film but as you say it's they condense the story mm. to give you so much more action in that what is it? Hour and a half runtime. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's yeah about an hour and a half, and I think um, it's also why they weirdly felt felt they had more to mine from the book when they did the sequels, and then they probably went back to the book and was like, well, apart from like, apart from a sea journey that's barely mentioned, and <laughs> you know, 
trying it on, trying it on with a couple of uh, women in Whitby. There's not actually <laughs> the good bits are the bits she did in the first film, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, Claire's heart was a flutter due to the presence of her very good friend Christopher Lee. Yes. Uh, who yeah, she just fan, she? she just really uh, likes Christopher Lee now. Um, that's why you're dressing up like him, is it, Adam? Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm dressing up like Christopher Lee just before he died. Uh. So I'm going for the sort of like 80 year old man. You know, yeah. I'm going for liver spot Sith Lord sort of look. Nice. Um, other f- other thing I watched was Bally Rectory. The Oh, the one we watched uh, with the Reese Shearsmith. The Reese Shearsmith oh, one okay. with um, and um, uh, Jonathan Rigby mm-hmm. playing Harry Price, who does, for anyone who's interested, did a brilliant book called English Gothic, which is the best study of sort of the fifties, sixties, seventies period of um, British horror films. Mm-hmm. He also did one called American Gothic, which I've not uh, I've not read, and is probably ludicrously out of print and ludicrously overpriced. But yeah. the original, the uh, English Gothic is great. The only thing is, he does seem to have he's got a real problem with uh, Michael Goff. Oh really? He just every time Michael Goff is, so it's like, well, enough said. Michael Goff's in it, and it's so yeah, no. And yeah, so he's oh. just got a real problem with Michael Goff. But well, I like Michael Goff. Everyone likes Michael Goff. Well, Apparently apart not. from Jonathan Rigby. Well, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, again, I just like the fact that it was a bit of a sensory wallow. Mm. In that it's very sort of artificially done. Yeah. Mm. But in a very, very good way. Beautifully um, coloured, as I remember. Like, I remember mm. that, obviously, it's the early days of colourish. Um, so it's all very glary. It's, it's sort of like quite. Sa- they do a lot of saturation on the thing and everything because mm. obviously there's parts of it that are animated. A lot of it must have been green screen, so it's quite good that you get like Reese Shearsmith in. Sorry, I yes. Which one are you thinking? I'd gone back to horror attraction. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right, dear. Don't oh, worry. God, I'm not even drinking. I've got That's no the problem. excuse. This is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. It's time you started. Quick. Come on. Get him something. Yeah. <laughs> Out the top of your cane, you get like a little flask out of there, don't you? Um, it smells aniseedy. What is it? Um, but yeah, the Bally Rectory, with, yes. um, where they do a lot of animated sort of overlays on stuff and things like that and it's just that really it looked pretty yeah yeah it's a bit weird because that was what threw me when mm. you said technicolor because i was like no it's really gray and washed out i've yeah. got a dodgy mm. copy yeah. <laughs> but um and uh, i don't know if you've watched the extras on there but i know that this is a current theme uh, a current love in this house mm. um is he talk uh, one of the extras is Reece Shearsmith and a woman from Usborne Books oh. talking about the Usborne Book Ooh. of Ghosts, including Reece Shearsmith's impression of what he imagined Geth the Talking Mongoose oh, nice. sounded like. Right, that's it. We to watch we, that. I, yep. not, don't normally do extras, but that is yeah. definitely going on. Oh, it's Ooh. it's so good. But yeah, he's like because it's it's edited a, a high pitched but clear. A high-pitched but clear voice, and he said, "So I imagined it was going, but I went on it." <laughs> and this now is a regular thing. If you know, if Ted's got a graze or one of us is injured, me and Claire just go, "But I went on it." Um, but yeah, the, a lot of the extras on there are really worth a watch. So uh, excellent. Yes. Should give that a go. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I really enjoyed that. If Jennifer, you weren't as familiar with the story of Borley Rectory. Um, 
the historical story of Paulie Rectory, yeah. the, the, the involvement with Harry Price and everything. Because um, they they did sort of they did sort of fudge Harry Price's yes. um, you know documented mm. falsifying of evidence. Yes. So yeah, they sort of. But didn't they come round again at the end, just before the credits, and basically say these are the bits that we think were. But it's pretty much been decided were nonsense. Was that on there? Well, I think yeah, because I think there's because there's a lot of stuff that obviously um, because the first group of people who are haunted are just haunted, mm. and then every subsequent person they get, not just Harry Price, but everyone who they get living there, is obviously far more into the idea of we well, make some money out of this, mm. yeah, or you know yeah. this this will be fa- we'll be famous because we live in this haunted house, mm. so. They tend to up a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, actually, when you read about... Because I, I was sort of telling Claire about it, and there's the... I can't remember her name, but the woman who is like the sort of third person who moves into the rectory, and she was... Um, she She's the one who gets, like, messages on the wall written to oh, her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seemed a bit over the top. Well, yeah. conveniently in her mm. handwriting. Mm, handy. Yes. Um, but do you know her story where it turns out that the guy... The guy she's living with. Oh, was is, some is was that, it weird relative? Was it's it? well, no, he's not her relative at all. But she, he's like. Oh, that's it. Not yeah, meant to be her husband. Meant to be her husband. It's actually her dad. Or yeah, that's what. Yes, yes. yes. And then she, um, she goes off to America and ends up with this guy who like sort of dies in some of you. But it's like. I, I Weirder of, story yeah, than a ghost story. Yeah, I told yeah. it to Claire and she was like, that's the film. Yeah. That's yeah. the film you make, <laughs> not this. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so but yeah, mm. but it was uh, it was all new to me because I think I'd been avoiding it because I'd mistaken it for the other Borley Rectory film that you said you'd seen. Yes. With, with Jolie Richardson in it, I think the woman from Event Horizon was it you said was in it? No. Or? No, no, it was a, it was a really low budget yeah. um Affair and uh, it was, I think it was called The Haunting of Borley yes. Rectory. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a super low budget one. Uh, if you look it up, it's the one where the story is that it's uh, basically the wife is having sex with the gardener, and it's more about that than anything to do with the actual haunting, um, right. And it's dreadful, so don't watch that one. Fair enough. <laughs> so I think, yeah, that's where I got that's where I got the wires crossed, and then don't I was like, "Hang on, Red no. Shearsmith's in this? Yeah, <laughs> surely Is he not. The gardener. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I've got on the go. Uh, we'll have to just briefly pause to say, um, I don't know if you've seen about it, Lee, but R.I.P. Coffin Joe. Um, mm. You know the Brazilian horror icon. Yeah. Um, Direct Jose uh, Mazika Marins. Uh, who was a the first Brazilian horror icon, as he's described? Yeah. Who basically did some films as Coffin Joe, who is this undertaker with creepily long fingernails, <laughs> who is like a sort of Nietzschean Superman looking for women to impregnate so that he can. He's looking for immortality, but as he describes it, immortality through blood. So he's looking to procreate with these women. And unusually for a horror icon, because I've not seen any of the Coffin Joe films, but I'm definitely, it's reminded me to investigate. Yeah. Um, but he basically, from what I gather, the character, unusually for a horror icon, the character doesn't believe in the supernatural, okay. but the supernatural occurs. Okay. Which is just, I think, just something that is utterly unique. I don't think I know of anything. 
because usually, I mean, obviously, a horror, most sort of characters, unless it's something sort of straightforward, like a sort of like a murder sort of thing, mm. or whatever serial murder sort of thing, or whatever like that, most of them are monsters, or they are a supernatural being. They're back from the dead and all that sort of thing. Whereas Coffin Joe is actually he hates humanity because he believes he's superior to it all. He hates the church, which is obviously like in Brazil. Especially like in the '60s when he's first doing the films, was mm. you know very like Catholicism was just so enormous, and yeah. so he hates the church because he sees that as a form of weakness. But he hate, but he doesn't believe in the supernatural, and that's where he often gets his comeuppance in the films. And so, mm. so I will be checking those yeah. out. I know this is probably a terrible catalyst to therefore go and do it, but uh... exactly. I mean, I feel bad because it's one of those things where I've 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 been aware of him. Mm. Uh, and obviously, I was aware enough to know that he's uh, he passed last week. Yeah. But I mean, he was. I think he was eighty two, eighty three. And uh, but he, um, you know, he'd he'd had a, a massive, massive career, and he he created this character Coffin Joe, who was basically from a dream. He was actually doing another film. He was meant to be. He was like doing something else, and he had this dream about being pursued by this figure, who he eventually embodied as Coffin Joe. Mm. Um, and he basically was like, right, I'm not doing the film I said, and told all the backers, no, I'm not doing the film I said, I want to do a horror movie, it's going to feature this and that and everything, and all the backers just f- fucked it off. <laughs> and basically him and his dad sold everything so that he could wow. do the film Good he wanted him. to do. Wow. And it's he ended it. up, yeah, and he ended up playing Coffin Joe because they couldn't afford anyone <laughs> else to play Coffin Joe. And um, so, yeah, it's something I really want to check out, but then he, like, in Brazil... He's a huge sort of figure, mm. like sort of you know, like um, hugely famous. And he became like Coffin Joe became a horror. He was a horror host. He would do like mm, okay. TV series like and other people's stories. Yeah, American like that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah, just really, it was like a a massive sort of uh, thing. And there was like a series of films. There's actually there's a trilogy of the what are regarded as the the Coffin Joe films which yeah. is his story but there are also loads where he appears there's like an anthology one where he's the like essentially the crypt keeper and does it okay. and you know so it's just one of those things where it's like I really again like you say it's a bad catalyst for it but I just want to investigate and yeah. see because it's a figure I know of but that's say, it's it it's been on my radar for years yeah. but I've just never quite gone round to to delving into it so yeah. uh, so, but um, yeah. So I'll be reporting back on that as I excellent as I go forward. Oh, and also, um, just as a, a little side note, he's on a Sepultura album. Is he? Yeah, he oh, apparently right. he introduced Sepultura at a a live show mm. uh, because, again, obviously, it's mm. like Brazilian. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. they they know who Coffin Joe yeah, is, yeah. and there was a, um, and apparently, actually, Mike Patton was the person who was responsible for getting the DVDs brought out in the States oh, because okay. it was something he was aware of. I don't know if it was because he knows Sepultura or yeah. he was already aware of it. I mean, he's quite a film buff anyway. Yeah. And he, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, and so he introduced them but did it like a sort of, like an incantation sort of wow. thing. So he introduced them in character as Coffin Joe. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they put it on, it ended up on like the B side of a song and then mm-hmm. they used it on an album or something like that. Have a look so that. again, yeah, yeah it's a, I think it's like the sort of Roots era, oh, okay. Sepultura sort I of I found Chris's uh, CDs in the loft when uh, we were tidying. Yes. <laughs> so there's a few of them up there. Mm. Found your Corn album that yeah. I've now nicked. 
Um, <laughs> not horror. Um, depends. <laughs> which which <laughs> help? <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, did you while you were out and escaping, did you manage to? Uh, yeah. ET don't count. Oh well, ah, <laughs> uh, now you say that. Oh. right. Oh, I thought I was watching kids' films, and I did mention this on the last episode all all that time ago. But mm. yeah, so we watched Harry Potter, and we got through to the end, and it turns out it gets way better yeah, than it I does. I had any <laughs> expectation of from the first one, two. You know, there's some great scenes in there. It's definitely you know there's a bit of darkness going on as it progresses. Uh, I can't remember. Is it, Order of the Phoenix or the one after that um, where they're all uh, I'll try not to spoil it but I'm sure everyone in the yeah. rest of the world has seen <laughs> it except for yeah. me but um, yeah so they're, they're wearing yeah, uh, well, spoil spoil well, away see that's, away. That, that was my attitude mm. yeah. now that I've seen them okay it's, you know I'm pretty impressed yeah, but, yeah, Lee was quite yeah. impressed weren't so yeah. when yeah. the one where they're wearing the pendant I'm going to call it I can't remember exactly what it, they called it um the Horcrux. Horcrux, there you go, that's it. Yeah, well done, very good, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it starts to send them all paranoid and they're hating on each other and it's very desolate. And I was thinking, they've been speaking to Darren Aronofsky for this one because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's pretty, you know, it's quite hard going. Like, she- Shelley was watching it because it was her that, you know, got me to watch them. Mm. And I said, look, if this didn't have the Harry Potter name all over it, there's no way you'd have watched this film with me because mm. if it was anything else, she'd be like, this pretty is horrible. Yeah. yeah, like, this is just so... You know, it's hard work, um, but yeah, and then it, it does uh, culminates in the end with a, a excellent, you know. It does. It's, a, it's yeah. a really good series, but as you say, it does kind of it does age with them. So yeah, children, like, and it, so it I'd, I'd heard that, very... but like still way more than I expected. Yeah, I, I was thinking there's going to be a few more, you know, big scenes and some some. Uh, so I'd, I'd heard some people die, but it gets much more than that. Really, yeah, much more psychological. And I think because it still brings in some childish-like characters yeah. later on with Dobby and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, which kind of softens it. And then the, when the yeah. really dark stuff comes out, it it's, it is quite yeah. surprising. Actually. It was. I, I did not expect it to go that far. So yeah, good, Doesn't good job. Doesn't Hagrid get eaten by shit weasels? So so that's it. So I finished all of those. So well done. Yeah. Excellent. See, I quite like you saying about Darren Aronofsky. Though. Mm. I'd quite like them to. I think why don't they do like the DC thing? Because I watched that was something. I've me and Claire Claire finally saw Joker. Oh yeah. Because I uh, picked it up and yeah. Do you reckon they could start doing like you know they've got the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Bum Them? Yeah. Uh, series. You could could they not sort of like start doing expanded like expanded DC universe? Just get in like art house directors to really miserable it up. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, just do, like, Mark Colvin's version of, like, <laughs> of, um, I don't know, like, Dumbledore's story. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and that's sort of usually just black and white crawl, yeah. bleakness, <laughs> you know. Or... I would definitely be up for that. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, what have you been watching since... Well, the main thing that I made you watch, and I'm counting as horror, because it has a witch in it, is... Bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have people seen that in the room? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Don't laugh. Um, well, I'm <laughs> fairly certain Adam may have a, a few words to say. No, I, saw, I, I remember it from. I, mean, I saw it as a kid. I, I've not. I've not seen it for many years. Better or worse than the worst witch? Um, 
Well, I never saw the Worst uh, Witch as a kid, so I can't. Yeah, yes, so that's why that's he hasn't right. got that. Yeah. that yeah. I haven't got that sort of reaction where it's yeah. like, I've never seen this before. Mm. And and I like, had not kind of aimed at me. <laughs> I hadn't mm. seen Bed Knobs and Broomsticks oh. as a child either, oh. so I think yes. I was watching it for so the first time. So, what was your time. thought then, Lee? Uh, it was a kids' film. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think it. it like, it was. It, the animated st- I quite liked the real yeah. life with the animated st- Like, it was a very early version of that, which I thought was quite clever. Um, similar to Mary Poppins yeah I think yeah yeah. again very much that era mm. it's got the same colour palette and things yeah um, is Dr Bombay from Bewitched in it or have I made that up I couldn't mm. tell you right, okay. no the guy in it is from Mary Poppins isn't he isn't he the bloke is it Diane yeah. Dick again no oh, no. no it's the, the no the father the father yeah yes, that's it. Yeah. Ah. he's the main guy in this and Angela yeah. Lansbury of course yes he's yes. the witch but uh yeah, I quite enjoyed watching it. Um, uh, yeah, I think the thing that annoyed me more than anything was children with singing. those terrible <laughs> children singing. Ac- <laughs> children just in general, but yeah. having those terrible <laughs> Cockney accents. What um, do you mean, Mister? <laughs> yeah, see, it was it was all very terrible, Mary Poppins, and it was just made me cringe every it, it time. It was they Dick Van Dyke's accent. They started. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and I they think put I've... it on an eight-year-old boy, yeah. which was even <laughs> weirder. Uh, do you think it was? Uh, is he like listed as like vocal vocal training? It could well be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. On a side note to that, there's the there's the incredible band Coil, who in I think it was like the mid mid eighties they were releasing them. They were like. They, one of them used to be in Throbbing Gristle and they did like really good dark ambient stuff before dark ambient kind mm. of existed mm. and they would do like a lot of occult based things and mm. everything one of their albums and I can't remember which one it is but one of their albums that had two working titles one of which was Music for the Funeral of Princess Diana long before Ooh. she was dead wow. so that was like spooky well spooky yeah. and also yeah that's just a level mm. of offensive and the other working title was Big Knobs and Broomsticks <laughs> Which I kind of wish they'd gone with, but they've gone with that one. Mm. Um, Diet Coke, still not drinking. Um, the uh, so I have. Oh, before I go into what I've watched, uh, massive thank you uh, for Mr. Evil. We mentioned yes. put out. I wanted to mention it previously, but I wanted to wait until we we're all together, so we waited. Um, Mr. Evil, uh, who is uh, on Instagram and is one of our listeners. Uh, friends of all of us. I think we've all chatted to him. Yeah. Time, time. I haven't. Um, Jennifer hasn't. You're not on Instagram. You're not on Instagram. Well, I know. Obviously. Um, <laughs> he, he does uh, artwork. Um, it's a kind of... I, I think I said to him it was like a 90s skate gore. Yeah. St- it's fantastic. Um, and he very graciously did an amazing... Um, poster for us which yes. we're very excited about and we reposted on our Instagram Yeah. Um, and may very well be making its way onto a t-shirt very soon I think Ooh. and I will be uh, showing that off because it's it's amazing to so go and look at it on our Instagram uh, and follow the link to Mr Evil yeah um, just follow him because he is brilliant anyway and I he mean, does he's... so much like he seems to put up a new poster or a new piece of uh, artwork for like every other day he's constantly yes. on it his output is in, his output is incredible also consistent mm. you know because I, I mean I could draw and put it up on Instagram every other day it'd be shockingly poor uh, <laughs> but stick I could, men yeah exactly I mean I could, I could probably I could probably keep the rate up but certainly the quality would be mm. through the floor 
and it's such a specific style as well. Yes. Like, like it, you could take those out of context, context and show me them anyway, and you would immediately know it's his stuff. Yes. Uh, it, it's really, really cool. So, yeah, so go and check it out. And thank you again, Mr. Evil, for uh, for drawing that poster for us. It's amazing. Yes. Um. So, from there, I have finally gotten round to watching Doctor Sleep. Ah! Have you seen it yet, Adam? I have not seen it as yet. No, no, no spoilers then. I see, a lot of people who are massive fans of The Shining haven't gotten round to seeing yeah. it yet. And me, who doesn't like The Shining, <laughs> watched mind. it. Maybe I think, that's why. I think that's mm. the thing, though. Yeah. Because it seems to be... Because I remember when the book came out, lots of people were like... Who love Stephen King. A lot of the people who read it were like, oh, this is just piffle. Yeah. Much in the same way as actually... It's the same reason I've not read The Scarlet Gospels, <clears> which is Clive Barker's Hellraiser follow-up yeah um because again a lot of people like i know clive barker is the originator of this but this is crap but this is fan fiction about yeah it, exactly yeah and i think yeah a similar sort of reaction scene with dr sleep and then when they were like oh yeah we're doing it but we're gonna recreate bits of the shine and i was like Piss off. Oh, you know, no, that, just, was, that was good though. Yeah. Because I was watching it going, is that, or is that redone, mm, or is yeah. that the original? Yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> Mind you, it goes to prove what an amazing fan I am of The Shining, mm. in so much as I was reading about it and I was saying to Claire, oh, look, they've got someone playing Halloran. That's quite good because it's continuous. She was like, well, it's got to be in flashback. And I was like, why? It was like, fucking axe through him like, oh yeah yeah actually one of the few genuine murders you see in the in fact yeah. probably the only genuine murder yes. you see in the film and yeah so it's like oh yeah yeah um, maybe it will be flashbacks then <laughs> maybe it is maybe it isn't maybe it's a dream um but yeah i i really enjoyed it it's nothing like the shining no um but it's it, it's it, it feels like it's in the same universe. It's fine, just pour it. I've just been cat the Our listeners know <laughs> it. It's a good so, so it says there Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. He wrote so the book. So he, right, okay. From from the from the man who brought you cat's eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from um, the author of Sometimes They Come Back. <laughs> did he write the screenplay, though? I don't think he no. did. So that might be why He it's is an executive producer maybe. on it, though. Yeah. So, because I think that was the thing, and, and fair enough, because mm. the the director, I do remember. Uh, no, the screenplay was by Mike Flanagan. Oh, who is the director, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and I do remember him having a thing where he's like, "I really like The Shining, and I know Stephen doesn't like The Shining." Uh. And I was, I think that's another concern where it was like, "Oh, so what you're saying is you've had to balance." Keeping him happy. Keeping him happy. Keeping, the sh- film, keeping it yeah. linked enough to The Shining. Mm. I wonder if it's lack of success, though. Is Someone could come out with a very good point, which was possibly it's lack of success, is that, you know, it's a modern horror film, which is mm. aimed, you know, horror is still in the main aimed at sort of a young audience. Mm. Yeah. What, you think um, they won't have seen The Shining? And maybe they just didn't give a fuck that yeah. there's a sequel to The Shining. But then you Do you know what I mean? You it's don't a... need to watch it as a sequel, I think. Yeah. To be fair, I think it's a good no, standalone it's, film. It's really, a, I think that's it? the thing. I think it exists in mm. that same universe where people have those traits mm. and those abilities, but other than that... The ability to yeah. shine! Yeah. yeah. Um, and they may or may not end up at, at one point at the Overlook, but mm. um, but it, I, I really, really, I'd say, as someone who uh, I've seen the original three or four times, it's a fine film. It's all right. 
Um, it's not, it's not, just not, it's not your, it's just not your cup of tea. It's no, like you it's just, not yeah, particularly. No, that's fair um, enough. But I thought this was absolutely brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. Again, it might not be one I'd rush back to anytime soon, mm. but it's one. Did I really? Maybe I'm over-egging that. I watched it as a last result because I had nothing left. <laughs> but and then was, quite enjoyed it. And then quite yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I, I wish I'd seen it sooner because mm-hmm. it, it, it was a good fit. Again, it, it was the duration. Again, you know, two hours and 35 minutes or whatever. Kind of put me yeah. off a bit. Um, but yeah. Mind you, the Shining's Shining not far off that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot going in. in it. This is a lot quicker paced and a lot more... Yeah, very different, action, I would say, isn't More it, modern. Yeah. yeah, it is very... Mm. Um, but yeah, really good film. So, uh, See, again, I think it's one of those things where when it becomes available at a point where I'm not actually going out of my way to see it, mm. when it's on film the 4 mind, or whatever yeah. like yeah. that, that's when I'll catch up. Mm. But yeah, I think... But then, weirdly enough, I mean, I think there's... It's a terrible thing, but it's the same with I still haven't seen the last Star Wars film. Oh. And I feel with that that I've... Uh, not that I've let myself down, because I've, I've clearly You've not been that bothered down. down. Yeah. Everyone. But it does seem a bit weird that it's like... But then I do wonder if that's just... Like we were saying about critics and fans and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if that's just a side effect of... Oh, I just can't be asked. I can't be asked for the baggage. Yeah. I, I like to go and see a two-hour film. I just don't want the debate about it for the next eight mm. years. I think that was the thing with <laughs> Doctor Sleep. I think because it had been talked trash about, mm. so because people wanted it to be The Shining and it isn't, it's a very modern, yeah. more contemporary horror film, I think I thought it was going to be shit. <laughs> and people were rubbishing it because it was shit. And it yeah. isn't shit. It isn't anything like the original. See, this is the thing. is I th- See, that to me is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no fr- from the standpoint of someone who absolutely adores The Shining. Why recreate don't copy it, The yeah. Shining? Yeah. Mm. So the fact that it is done in that different way makes me more interested. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't see. I genuinely wouldn't see that. It's like the what is it? The Gus Van Sant remake of Psycho. Yeah. Where it's basically shot for shot up yeah. until the murder, and mm. then you're like, what's the point? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly the same. Similarly, Aww. it's like, oh, well, you've given him a serial murderer backstory. Well done, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to before we head into discussing the Uncanny this evening's big movie. Sorry, the what? The Uncanny. The Uncanny. The um, Uncanny. Before we head into that, I forgot Jennifer was in the air before. Um, we. Um, have a hashtag ask welcome to horror question. Oh yes. And it's a fucking corker, I've got to say. It, it's one of those I spent a couple of days, I kept finding myself drifting off just thinking about it and trying to come up with the best possible answer. And I've narrowed it down to two. And I think I did well to do that. Um, so who's this from? So the question is from Sarah. Adam, are you bringing it up? or Thank I've you, got Sarah. It I, was, I was bringing up... Uh, uh, there was also we had a, we've had a few emails, so I was just going to oh, check back on excellent. those as well. But um, yeah, uh, keep keep going. I shall, just... I shall steam forward, and we'll come to you yep. last. Then, uh, so this is from Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Fantastic question as always. Cheers, love. If you were going to make a horror film into a TV series, what film would you choose? And then in brackets, she does say, for example, for Netflix or Auntie Beeb. Um, I'll choose Netflix. 
you would choose a Netflix. <laughs> so, what what horror film would you like to see a TV series? Shall I go first? Of? Yes, Chris. All right, now, let me just preempt this by saying I'm happy to take criticisms, especially after what Adam just said a oh. few moments ago. Oh. Shining. Oh, oh. oh, no, it's worse than that. <laughs> I, I would like, and uh, now I did give this some thought, um, but I've stuck to what I actually really want to be mm. made. Yeah. And I've got a little glimmer of hope on the landscape of desolation that this could happen. Oh. I want a serious, twisted Star Wars all about the Sith. Okay. Episode, where it's like really gritty and horrible. Right, and the reason that it could happen is after Mandalorian, and I've still only seen one episode. But it's still Disney. A Disney. Gonna I realise. I realise that it is. So that's why it's so so it's, it's, it is. Disney it is a fantasy, but quite is it? intense. Yes, <laughs> it's um, uh, Buena Vista, which yeah, is a right. subsidiary but, of Disney. But now also, and I'll try not to spoil this for Adam, but there are elements in the last Star Wars that. They could expand on that. I, yes. 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 So, yes. you know, you never know. Disney might say what we really it. need is to target that audience. Yes. Those, that little group of weirdos that really <laughs> want this messed well, up stuff. Campaigning. So, I yeah. totally agree. Get on that's Twitter, a fantastic you know, idea. And now, now I thought of that. And then after seeing what we do in the shadows, I thought Jermaine Clement could just make a Sith version of uh, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> and I just watched that <laughs> yeah. quite happily. So, so if you're listening, Jermaine, go for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll he, he obviously that. listens. You know, we receive so many emails. <laughs> we just never get to his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jennifer. Well, you only told me about this about an hour ago. You only told you were coming on the podcast an hour ago. Well, so, <laughs> either way, um, so I was trying to run through in my head what films do I like, first of all. And then I was trying to think, but it's not just about a film I like, it's about what would I want to see the whole backstory of, because yep. that's where the series come into mm, it. Yeah, yeah. You actually get to see the characters and find out. So I'm afraid, probably a bit obvious, but Rocky Horror. Because you see don't you briefly the people Rocky has kind of gone through as it were yeah so I thought to have those maybe as a whole backstory and okay, you know coming yeah. to America probably is it set in America I think I think it's in the UK you see because it's at Oakley Court but yes but, <laughs> I think yeah. it is supposed to be yes yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be quite interesting really so yeah, yeah. yeah. And again idea. it could be quite dark yeah. you know because the film's not that dark so it could go down that sort of nice. yeah but dark comedy I reckon horror comedy Excellent. Adam? Um, well, weirdly enough, uh, it was something that cropped up previously, is I still maintain that there should be... Uh, that Nightbreed mm, is just yes. absolutely yes, I that. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think HBO right. should just get on that shit. Because yeah. I know that the, there's the currently the thing where it's like, right, Game of Thrones, oh, fuck, it's finished. Uh, okay. <laughs> but Quick. I, and, but yeah. I, I genuinely think there is enough depth if they get the right person doing it mm -hmm. who may or may not be Clive Barker mm -hmm. because I think Clive Barker weirdly enough I don't think he is certainly I don't think he's interested in directing anymore no I don't think I just think that was probably because of Nightbreed more than anything yeah. I think that's a, but I genuinely think that there is so much in there that and it's a film that's oh it's a film that's good I like it but I am not sort of like, this is the absolute pinnacle of perfection mm -hmm. of this story. Uh, 
you know, I really genuinely feel that someone a could version yeah, would be, would as be good. so yeah, so there's, good. There's hints at quite a richness. Mm. Oh, it's that's the thing. All the different creatures and well, you spend most of the film. You're like, no, show me more of Midian mm. all yeah. the way through yeah. it. You're like, even though you you get like the bit where Laurie sort of wanders round, and you get what is essentially like a cantina sequence yeah. Yeah. to take mm. it back to Star Wars of just going around and it's like. Who's that bloke? Mm. What's that one? Mm. What's that one? That one just looks like a pile of turds. <laughs> Who's that with his head in his stomach? And yeah. you, and you, you could. I mean, yeah, much every the same, episode a different character. Yeah, yeah. You could almost do it. Like, I mean, like your first series could almost be like sort of Orange is the New Black, where they used to do the thing. Well, of, they all go to prison. Yeah, <laughs> they all go to women's prison. And one of them definitely <laughs> didn't do it, and she's yeah. just accidentally there. And uh, yeah. And yeah, um, but yeah, they, and but you could do that thing where they would gradually reveal. How people ended, you know, what their yeah, crime yeah, was and how they ended up in. in. Each episode, yeah. And mm. you, you know, you almost don't have to start the series rolling. Yeah. Or you sort of, or you start the series rolling and then you can go have, back to it. Yeah, yeah. go back to it yeah. as you mm. learn where all these people come from. And I know that there is a lot. There's a lot of um, comics out there and sort of stuff which has given expanded universe mm. stuff to it. So you. There is like a whole backstory to Pelequin and Shanasassi and just yeah. that is already kind of out there and just waiting to be tapped. And I think, yeah, the film is not sort of, yeah, it, again, it's not something where I would feel really precious about it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, don't do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think if they gave it to the right person, the, yeah, who to, would be the right uh, director? I'd, I'd either like it to go to Brian Fuller. Who was the guy who did Hannibal? Yeah, because yeah, I just think good. he yeah. just, and I think it would have the right level of macabre from him. Mm. Or actually, the guy who did uh, Watchmen, who also did Lost, mm. had a re- I mean, his his Watchmen, which again was something where I'm <laughs> like, right, this is an Alan Moore comic. If you fuck this up, yeah, I will, I will not forgive you See, anything. I never watched Lost though, but apparently a lot of people were annoyed about <laughs> oh, that yeah, and how no. it ended. But so. then, but then, interestingly yeah. enough, I think he's learnt from that because, uh. from what I gather with Watchmen, a lot of it was writers' room where he's like, right, everyone, throw your ideas mm. in because we need to make this work yeah. because. Because he refused to do it like four times because wow. he was like, "No, I love the comic. I'm not gonna, not gonna shit on it. this." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, mm. I thought Watchmen was like a really good continuation of the comic. It's not a continuation of the the film. Mm. Yeah. They stick to the comic, which is again quite weird because I'd imagine that there's probably more people saw the film than read the comic. Yeah. In a weird way, I yeah, know it's so like you're mass- trying to sell it to a different <coughs> audience. But it exactly. makes sense, presumably, the way. Oh yeah, so, yeah. and the, but I mean, but then I wonder if it does. Again, I'm like sort of uh, shit. Does anyone, you know, if you've not read the comic, if you see the movie, apart from one major point um, that is different in the comic to, that it is in the movie, and it is to do with the climax. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's mm-hmm. not read the comic, not read the thing. But apart from that, I'd imagine you would get where you're going. But it was just so... It had sort of outlandish bits in it where you were like, right, I don't even know where this is going. And it had that level of intrigue that 
in the end, I'm watching this because I'm intrigued by what you're doing. Not just not, because it's something you... Yeah, yeah. Not, not just because it's... Oh, look, it's new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the source material was, again, something where I would be, no, uh, I'm willing to turn this off within 10 minutes <laughs> if you fuck this up. You know, so it must I, have been good then. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the only other one which would, again, although it's quite... Uh, I mean, it's basically a film series, but I, something along the lines of a really well formatted universal horror like what they wanted to do and that just may come keep, close to what I've chosen keep, keep Tom Cruise out of it the man's a petulant little midget who just wants people to think he's hard so and um, yeah just keep him out of it and just do like the film Van Helsing with yes. uh, Huge Ackman which everybody hates and I mm. quietly enjoy. I th- I don't think it's a bad film. I mean, certainly, you know, it doesn't feature Tom Cruise, so immediately that's a plus point. That's true. Um, that is true. But, yeah, something but like that. I didn't that. hate The New Mummy. No. I, that, that was the, the best review I could give it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. But... I think that was your review at the time, as I recall. I think I need to re it. I watched uh, Tropic Thunder... Not too long ago. See, in fairness, no, I didn't know Tom. He, well, he was. I was kind of impressed with him, but also uh, very disgusted by him. <laughs> so he's like, uh, oh, I almost like you more, but I still really. Before he took you. himself too seriously and got involved with well, all that church stuff. Oh, I think he was. Think he, he was, was already there. Yeah. Yeah. Was just for some reason, oh, Tropic Thunder yeah. just. It works. Yeah, he flies under the radar on that because yeah. he is brilliant in that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's also weird to sort of when you watch it back as well, because like Matthew McConaughey's just before True Detective. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he wouldn't be playing Tom Cruise's <laughs> like PA. Enough. He'd have had the Tom Cruise role by now. Yeah. You know? I love Tropic Thunder. Mm. Um, okay, so I've got two mm-hmm. uh, bit of explanation for them. One because one of them is a bit of a cheat because it did become an animated series. Uh, so my initial one was Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. I thought you could have like a ghost of the week type yeah. situation each episode, and you would it still be slightly comedy? Yes, I would definitely comedy, keep yeah. the okay. the comedy in it. Um, I hadn't actually thought about who I'd like to direct it and write it, but as you were badgering uh, Jennifer and Adam about that, I did have a quick two minute think about it. And this and my second choice, I would like both of them to be done by Michael Doherty who oh, did Trick, Trick or, or Treat, because, again, that anthology yeah. theory, good horror, just enough comedy, um, yeah, I think it'd be fantastic, so I would quite like to see that. But I moved in and decided I would quite like a retelling of The Monster Squad. So, like you were yeah. saying with the Universal Monsters, you could do each week, you could do... Dracula, Dracula to begin with, wanting the stone, and then picking up one of the monsters each week until mm. he's got his team together, and then yeah, so so more monster focused than than the children squad focused, yeah. yeah, and just having them come in at the uh, maybe in the second series, having the first series setting up the story, second series mm. of the two of them battling it out, paper. And now that's a film that you've recommended to me since I think our first episode. <laughs> Possibly. If, no. if we've not watched it, Ooh. we need to watch it. Maybe that should be our next film. That'll be, after, I think... After what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. Ah. yeah. Maybe. Which, Which, again, I think thematically... Yeah. I think that works. Excellent. Right, so I shall make a note of that right now. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, another podcast that I really enjoy covered it recently um, and ripped the shit out of it, but I don't care. Oh, I is that really why you're not going to mention it. who they are? Um, don't give them any. Uh... I can't remember what it was. Oh, right. It wasn't Say You Love Satan, was it? No. No. No, I don't think it But I, again, I wonder if that's another one where it'll be interesting to see Chris's take on it because. We both saw it as kids. Mm. Exactly. So we've yeah. got that. See, I think it's all right, but yeah, I, that I haven't was your got take that. Away from it. As... I was so excited yeah. to show you, and we got to the yeah. end. And I went, "What did you think?" And you went, "Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, that's I won't mean watch it, it again." And yeah. I was like, "You, yeah. what?" Um, yeah. bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm. No, to be fair, I wouldn't watch that again for ages no. now. But yeah, God, no. you know. <laughs> We, um, the songs, we did watch that a lot, I think. Yeah, and the songs just, after we'd watched it for the next week in my head, they just kept popping into my head. I think it was because, you say you watched it a lot, I think it was because it was on every Christmas <laughs> and Easter. It was because it was one of ten one films at the time, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, yeah. on the two channels we had for yeah. several years. Yeah. So, I, mean, I remember it was always, right? Like, I think yeah. probably On the Betamax, we probably had it. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw it, because it was always, well, I'll watch it when it's on next week, because it's always bleeding yeah, on. That's true. I think it's also one of those ones where you think you've seen it because they used to do those like wonderful World of Disney things. Yeah. So yeah. you know key scenes from a lot of Disney mm. films without yeah. actually <laughs> possibly never actually having seen, seen the, the whole, whole thing. thing. So I do, yeah, I do think that does that does occur. Right, on to today's film then. Indeed. Yeah, right, now I've got to get this out. Yeah. So, yes. So having called it the Uncanny, you kind of messed with <laughs> me a bit because, because you know, the word uncanny is a bit of an uncanny word already. It is an but odd word. But to mess with the pronunciation left me thinking there must be something going on here that I don't <laughs> know. About. And, and then when I learned what it what the film was about, I was like, I still don't know <laughs> anything now. I'm just totally at a loss. But I still don't know why it's called the uncanny. That yeah. has nothing whatsoever no. to do with the actual. Oh well, film. I've got an idea. Oh, yeah, I did some research then. earlier. Well done. But no, Uncanny is my fault. Mm. And that's it started because well, I'm not for, surprised. I, I I just have a tendency to call things silly names. It just make, it just amuses me. I like to put the Oh does it, Adam? Yes, Adam. <laughs> Christ. Adamisms we'll start calling them. <laughs> yeah. See it's, it's actually Christ without the T, yeah. so it's Christ. <laughs> but um No, I just yeah, and it, originally it was because of the Uncanny X Men. Because I just, again, I think that might have been just me trying to annoy Wes or <laughs> Dean or something. Because you say that like that makes sense. And it but still doesn't make sense the, to the, me. The comic is called The Uncanny X-Men. There isn't, it's not just called The X-Men. But it is the, uh, like The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, yes. That so, wasn't their best title ever. Oh, no, no. Uh, but yeah, so it was The, un, the Uncanny X-Men. Uh, rather than the uncanny X-Men. It, it makes it shorter to say as well, because yeah. it's the uncanny, not the uncanny. So you mm. just put the... Save time there. Yeah, yeah. just put the wrong emphasis on the incorrect syllables. <laughs> and, you know, everything's fine and dandy. Yeah, as a result, we have always called it the uncanny, which is why I said before we started recording... <laughs> let's not do let's that. Let's not do that, because... No. We just forgot to send out the memo to Gen- all involved. To Jennifer. The memo. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you see? Do you to see deny um, so, um, for anyone who's not seen The Uncanny, uh, it is an anthology film. I always forget mm. it's actually an anthology. Like, when I think of a list of anthology films, for some reason, yeah. this one never. Yeah, I remembered it as a whole in. film. Is it because it doesn't crop up? a lot of the time when you think of horror films. Well, yes. Yeah, quite yeah. possibly. <laughs> Only the name. The name pops in my head all the time because mm. the yeah. Uncanny 
but I didn't remember much about it at all. See, maybe this is what this is why they need people on the market. Wait, oh yeah. yeah How yeah. could you not remember much about this? Surely you've never seen another film that is all about cats, cats. killer cats, taking out or want to take over the world. Do you? It's a, so, but, for anyone yeah. who's not seen it, it's a it's a, an anthology film uh, in which the the idea behind them all is that cats are evil geniuses um, who have enslaved humans <laughs> and ultimately are. Playing us for sex, really. I feel this might be a good moment for me to bring in a Terry Pratchett quote because mm-hmm. oh, no. he has many amazing yes. cat quotes. Mm-hmm. And he says, If cats look like frogs, we'd realise what nasty, cruel little <laughs> bastards they are. Yes. Style, that's what people remember. Mm. It's very true because that's, that's the thing, that's the thing it? is, when, when it sort of comes up at the end and like Peter Cushion is saying, Oh, they've been manipulating this, it's like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, yeah. That's owning a cat. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lovely, there was, there's a lovely, um, meme that went round or like a picture that was going round and it was a cat looking at a statue of Bast, you know, the the Egyptian mm, cat yeah. god. And it's just like sort of done like a couple of sentences underneath and it's just sort of like, um, do they still worship us, my <laughs> child? Well, I shit in a box and they have to clean it. Well done. <laughs> and I think that sums it up, really. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so there are, th- so there's, so the wraparound features Peter Cushing. Yeah, which is great. Strange, you know. I've not seen him in a role like this before he, as a sort of. Mm, he was the cat. third Paranoid, choice yeah. according to Wikipedia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know who the role. other. I don't know who no, the other people say, were. Does it? But, and, and actually, mm. like the other guy who's playing with him, Ray Milland is or Ray so Milland is in. I mean, he's the man mm. with the X-ray eyes. He's like a sort of. He's an American mm. horror icon. Yeah, why were they in this Loads film? Of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, especially because. I know there's a lot of reviews I've seen of it where people are like, oh, right, terrible. so you've got Peter Cushion and Ray Millan and you didn't put them in any of the stories. <laughs> yeah. You got them to do the that's slightly the crap wrapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, yeah, that's that, fair. That was going to be my only sort of real criticism was I would like to have seen Peter Cushion more. More of that, yes. Yeah. Just because yeah. we've, seen, we've seen him in one other one. Was that another anthology? We did. We saw him in Doctor Terror's House yes, of Horrors. That's it. Yes, which was yeah. another. Which again, he was in the wraparound and yeah. wasn't in any of the actual vignettes. So, so I'm hoping we will get to a film where it's maybe it's he all was about him. too expensive, so they could only afford the wraparound payment. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to fly him to Canada for God's sake. I mean, yeah. they would pay for his plane ticket. Maybe that's why he agreed to it. You know, um, free holiday. Just very quickly, on a side note, before we get into it, um, Jennifer did say to me earlier when she was looking at it, "Oh, did you know that she ended up?" when she was doing her research on uh, 10 minutes of research uh, found a website called canucksploitation.com yes I've been on there have you been yeah. Yeah. it's alright it? so it's good I really Lee then really... went through all of the films they have on there yeah, yeah. I was like for me it was like it was just brilliant because the last time I got something like that was when I discovered Ozploitation yeah. yeah and it was like wow another one brilliant yes. So some of the films that are mentioned on there, uh, Project Grizzly, which obviously we have discussed previously. Not a horror film, but my God, an Horrific. amazing, amazing <laughs> film featuring Troy Herterby's The World, uh, just a total nad. <laughs> um, the Scanners movies, obviously. Of course, yeah, because Cronenberg would yep. be the, is the mainstay on there, actually, yes. I believe, yeah. Um, the, yeah. All of the Prom Night movies. Um and then after that, I found Killer Pike, which Wee. is a film about a killer pike. Oh, thank God for that. I thought it was like a dad's army, <laughs> dad's army exploitation. Uh, and one here for uh, Bobby. If you're listening, Bobby, I'll be very disappointed in you if you have not seen 
Sweet Prudence and the Erotic Adventures of Bigfoot. Oh, um, yes. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you say that like it's... Uh, no, no, that's, uh, that's not that, a title. I was let, ever, let's just say I've come across that title it, before. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, not in any terrible way. It did make me laugh um, and look for a trailer, but luckily I couldn't find one. Because when I then saw the stills, I was like, it's just terrible comedy porn, really. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Although I've, I feel at this point that I should mention the Douglas Adams quote about how countries have personalities, and it's just because I obviously mentioned exploitation and everything else mm. like that. And it was yeah, countries uh, countries have individual personalities. Canada is a sensible thirty-two-year-old lesbian, <laughs> and Australia is Jack Nicholson. And it's like yeah, I, sort of, yeah, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. You yeah, know, it's very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a, 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 is a if you like cats and mm. don't mind seeing them thrown, in a time yeah, before we were possibly quite so careful yeah. with them there, on there was sets. definitely I checked at the end. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. no no animals were harmed in the filming of this. Uh, well, apparently yeah. at one point the cinematographer was going to walk. Oh really? Because he just felt that they were. Well, they were. They were yeah, they're throwing cats at people. Mm. I mean, it's, let's face it, that's not going to be enjoyable for anyone. The cats are going to be pissed off, and there's bits where they're throwing them at the maid, clearly yeah. throwing them at yes. the maid, and they are stuck to her. Yep. Yes. And we know how much that hurts. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I, I felt that, yeah, when they, they were sticking to her. And at the end, when Peter Cushing rolls down the stairs, mm. and they all just get... It's the way the cats jump out of his way, and then look at him as if say, what's this prick doing rolling yeah. down the stairs, nearly crushing me? Um yeah, so the three stories, uh, just very quickly. Uh, the first story is a woman who tries to cheat an old lady out of her will that she's changed to leave everything to the cats. Yeah, London mm-hmm. 1912 is yeah. that, that story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second story is a girl who's lost her parents who moves in with a bunch of arseholes. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. Who then try to give her cat away. Um, Quebec province 1975 and she is a young witch and gets her own back and the third one which is just fantastic and it's got um, recognised Donald Pleasant from the death death line (coughs) the police inspector Hollywood 1936 Mm. which is my favourite yeah. yeah it's the worst isn't it though really I mean <laughs> it is terrible <laughs> the other two are vaguely horror that one is slapstick crazy yeah. nonsense it's, it's weird because mm. you usually don't finish on the comedy one no. a lot of anthologies will have the joke mm. one but you mm. don't finish on that one it usually finishes on the sort of wraparound story but then the wraparound story just doesn't do much doesn't, doesn't it, really? do much no. in this one it's, it's I know it was my birthday <laughs> choice and I know it's because I got to lot of, see a lot of cats I find it far more amusing than I do scary <laughs> yes um, definitely and I tell you what during the, the and I just got absolutely obsessed with him there's a really little long haired tortoiseshell cat Aww. in in the, the London 1912 sequence yeah. and it's like look at him he couldn't hurt a fly and I was watching it, uh, watched it with Claire, and she was like, and every time I'm going, ah, oh, she's going, and this is how you're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the old woman in the bed. Yeah. I think that might be the same one that every time he came on the screen, you went, his eyes too close together. Oh, yeah. There was like oh, that no, there's that one. Yeah, there's the one who's <laughs> yeah. on the bed. Who's, yeah. yeah, he's definitely, he's, yeah. yeah. He's a bit of a special cat. Yeah, yeah, they went down to get the special cats from the uh, cat's home, <laughs> didn't they? Well, it's like the one in the, one in the 
Quebec one, the like the Wellington, the oh, black cat. Wellington. Oh. Wellington is either so placid it's. Oh, I know she's just grabbing him around. Or he is yeah. drugged. Yeah. There is no two yeah. ways about yeah. it because Wellington is really, really chilled, yeah. isn't he? Some cats are though. But yeah, and it's just yeah. I I think it's one of those ones as well where it's just so great in that it's like this doesn't have any, you know. There's no artifice going on. The cat that bites through the cold, you can see the cat food on the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's made it sort of <laughs> against the bloody rope and things like that. And also, that, but uh, I think it might have been on uh, Canuck exploitation, possibly. But I, I do remember there's like a review where someone said every one of Peter Cushing's stories kind of are against the. The, the theory, in so much as it's like, so unless you read it that the cats want the will, so yeah. they get all the money in the first one, yeah. they're avenging their mistress, yeah. even though they eat, though they eat her. Yeah. But that's cats for you. Yeah. Like I say, I've always preferred cats to dogs just on the basis that if I drop dead, the cat will eat my eyes and the yeah, dog will just it. pine and starve, yeah. stupid bloody thing. Yeah. So, you know, at least the cat's sensible and it's like, right, I'm just going to eat him. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to. But actually, he's quite tasty, isn't he? <laughs> but, um, and then the second one is obviously just there are only two evil people in that, and it's the aunt and the fucking cousin. Yeah, yeah the cat isn't really evil. The cat, in that the cat isn't even in that. Yeah. And, and then the last one, again, the cat is either avenging its mistress or its kittens. Oh, it's kittens, yeah. yeah. So That's all fair, of it yeah. is kind of like. Acceptable. Quite reasonable, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer did point out actually um, in the in that last one where it's avenging the kittens because he goes and flushes them down the toilet. Yeah. And Jennifer pointed out, well, they, they must have a very good toilet because we're not even supposed to put wet wipes down ours, and he manages to put an entire basket of kittens down his toilet. Nineteen thirty-six Hollywood. It was bacchanalian, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. they made the Romans look. Oh, it's true. All that cocaine. It's probably you know. Yeah. yeah all right. They, yeah, they, they'd flush them away. Yeah. You know, they'd be fine. <laughs> they probably had a double throne. You know, so you, can both, you can both sit there and have your tea. Oh. <laughs> also, mind you, someone did point out, oh, yeah, and it's a ginger cat. And that Tom, it's a ginger to, Tom, it's a Tom. And yeah, it had kittens. It had three kittens. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in no way pregnant the, the very <laughs> yeah. evening. No. It was before. male and not pregnant, yeah. but it had and kittens. It but that wasn't the only plot. It was not really, pregnant. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is a film <laughs> with a litany of plot holes. Yes. But it's, I just. I still love it. You don't care, care and yeah. you no, just... It's, just it's, it's an entertaining film. Mm. Not necessarily yeah. a good film. No. <laughs> it's, it's other possible title is All Cats Are Bastards. Yes. Yeah. That I made a note of. Well, the bit when it's the, the maid tumbles down the stairs, the bit where Peter Cushing goes down the stairs, like, that's owning a cat. Yeah, again, yeah. it's Them just trying to trip you as yes, you walk down yeah. the stairs. Just, oh, just stick and pour out and see what yeah, happens. They're just bellings. That's yeah. what... <laughs> so, Chris. You've know, obviously seen this for the first time, then. And you're well, not a cat yeah. person. What, what do you make? Well, who do I side with? Cat entirely different film. I did own a cat once. You did. Back in did the you past. see the pictures? Yes. Yeah. You wanted to see how it worked, so I dismantled it. And then it <laughs> yeah. Never worked again. <laughs> see, I'm a cat person. <laughs> yeah. No. It's um. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um. I. You know. I had no idea. With you? No, she's oh. if it if it if has any hint then. of horror, 
Uh, unless it's got Harry Potter written on it. Oh. No, yeah. it. Well, don't tell it was Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and the yeah. anthology of cats. <laughs> she can see through my... Uh, oh. <laughs> she yeah. said, that's not Harry Potter, that's Peter Cushing. <laughs> but yeah, so once I realised what it was, then I wholeheartedly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I doubt... I'm going to see another film quite like that. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I Probably think because it's now illegal to, to do such a thing. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I think that's due to quality control. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. You know, they're just on caps. They could just CGI it like those that, terrible, well, terrible now, caps. It won't be the same. This is an interesting mm. thing that happened. Is I googled the uncanny mm. in inverted commas film. Yeah. Now, obviously, the uncanny, as in the uncanny valley or mm. whatever like mm. that, a genuine critical and psychological term mm. often used about cinema particularly mm. horror cinema the first page like I think I got down to like about number 8 and then it was just loads of reviews of the new Cats film like the musical oh, really? because loads of people are just uncanny. going it's yeah, the uncanny yeah, valley yeah, they all yeah. look mm. yeah. disturbing yeah, and it's interesting that it was like I didn't put cats anywhere mm. in Google, <laughs> but I got that film it from knows, yeah. I got there from here how interesting and I do think that's one thing because I was sitting there going, oh, you know, why don't why don't someone take the uncanny and do it well? Yeah. And then it was like, no, because it would just be full of really crap CGI cats yeah. because yeah. cats are untrainable. Well, that was the problem, <laughs> wasn't it? With um, it was the only part of Let the Right One In um, where the effects fell down was the the cat attack in that. Yes. But it was all the CGI cats, and it did. It looked. Awful, and it was the only thing that let that into well, it. Didn't even let if the film they down. could I throw could... cats around still there. Yeah. Eh? Well, that yeah. was all it needed. Yeah, it was four <laughs> or five stagehands just lobbing cats at somebody yeah. instead of that CGI craziness. But then I think, like you say, it doesn't. <laughs> let the, it doesn't let the film down. It's just that bit is just like oh, shame. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, it's just at some point you just think someone's going to turn around and just go, "We'll make it wolves. Get me three mm. German shepherds, paint them white." <laughs> Because at least they'll obey it. <laughs> uh, I made a couple of notes. So the old woman in the first story who changes her will, yes. she is the woman from Pete and Dud's <laughs> Hand of the Baskervilles, yeah. who plays oh. uh, Stapleton. Yeah, Joan Greenwood. Oh. Yeah, who is um, who also really sounds like Fenella Fielding. Yes, she does. And for years, I thought Fenella Fielding overdubbed the. Um, Oh, what's she called? The the Great Tyrant in the film Barbarella, Jane Fonda sci-fi oh, yeah. sex yeah. film. Um, and it's not, it's Joan Greenwood. Ah. But they both really sound, they do sound exactly very similar, the same. yeah. But actually, weirdly enough, I saw her, I didn't, it wasn't that long ago, I was watching that uh, Shadows, that sort of kids anthology horror series. And oh, she, yeah. she was in that as a, a ballerina with one leg. Ooh. And she was just like, and she basically had cursed a ballet company. Nice. And they couldn't, do a show because it would always go wrong or the place had burned down or stuff like that wow. and it was all just done quite sort of like well you know obviously you're a witch can you reverse it there was no sort of like what do you mean she's a witch <laughs> <laughs> but also she was do you remember Girls on Top the sitcom with Ruby Wax and French and Saunders no oh it was like it was roughly I think it was roughly around the same time as Filthy Rich and Cat Flap so it's like late 80s just after the young one's success yeah so yeah, about sort of eighty six, eighty seven, and Joan Greenwood was in that as their landlady again, ah. just a sort of crazy pissed old woman, you know. <laughs> so tight casting again for the lady, but um, but yeah, so she does have a, a long a, a long reign of like being a weird woman in a bed, 
uh, somewhat eccentric. <laughs> yeah, oh, she so, was she was really good. She yeah. was really good in it. The other thing that made me laugh. So when the girl gets locked in the cupboard. Um, oh and, yeah, in the pantry. Yeah. Yeah, and the cats have gone. When she gets out, the entire house is upside down. It's not just like the cats have moved. Like all the pictures on the walls are yeah. at a funny angle. I was like. Are these cats just diving up the walls, like, and turning milk cans up? So, like, it's that how do the cats manage to make this break table? Is a cat break a table? Well, yeah. you know, you've enough of them on it. Yeah. I think it's also, I think it's also just that heavy old Victorian wallpaper. <laughs> you know, when they, you know, they'll cl- they'll climb the up a bloody like, like any, anything with a bit of like. Um, <laughs> Anything with a bit of texture to it, they'll be up there. So, but no, it is ridiculous that they have. Also, the most unobservant woman in the world, when she goes into the room, is startled by the phone and then startled by the fucking butcher's shop window call. Yeah, it's yeah. all a bit, yeah. <laughs> Which you thought would be your I've first noticed, thing yeah. you'd see. But, you know, because no. it's the first thing that Simon Williams sees when mm. he comes in. I mean, it's good to see Simon Williams again playing a rich bastard. Mm. You know, it's like and getting his comeuppance at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his upcomeuppance as well. Mm-hmm. Although the guy who's the the solicitor, yeah, um, he's from he's in Dead of Night. He's uh, he's the guy who hires them in Legend of Hell House. You know, Mister oh, Deutsch, the yes, guy who yes. wants to prove that there is life after death. Oh. He's in Thunderball. Um, he was in Britannia Hospital and stuff like that. And he's yeah, he's sort of he's quite a, uh, and I think he's really good in this as well because he just. He feels right. He feels like he's just stepped off of the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. Yes. He just looks the part. Feels like yeah, a real film. Yeah. yeah. It's a real serious film, he was yes. told, wasn't he? Yeah. This is a serious production. Yeah. Someone <laughs> lied to him. Yes. Uh, and Janet, the um, the maid, um, is Lucy Westenra in the Louis Jordan Dracula from oh. 77. Oh. Uh, and, but she was also in The Dead Room. The Mark Gatiss, oh, she really? uh, Simon Callow uh, one, oh, okay. yeah. She was the she was the the, the ghost of the wife sort of oh, okay. character, um, and yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, everyone's been in everything in these things. So. Yeah, but um, very much. Uh, now you, I don't know if you can answer this for me. It really annoyed me at the time, and yeah. I still can't get it out of my head. There's a shot when they're having dinner. And he says to her, how would you like to be very, very rich? Very, very rich. <laughs> but yes. when they show you her remembering that later on, yeah. they've reshot it. They don't use the same clip. They reshoot the scene. And I'll tell you why. Because, as you just gestured there when you did that, yeah. he takes his champagne flute and he clicks it with her and says, very, very rich. Yeah. Now, when they do it the second time... He clicks it with her on the first one and not on the second. So they've Ooh. reshot exactly the same scene instead Ooh. of just using the clip a second time. And it really annoyed me. I was like, I wonder... why are you wasting film? Is it not? In, in the old days, didn't they have to literally cut and stick together the film? So isn't it not easier just to, to cut just, two separate Sorry bits? about the squeaking, ladies and gentlemen. We're all squeezed into this room and my chair is leaning into the Both thing. in separate points rather than... Because otherwise you'd have to... Get well, the same bit twice. Well, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't understand. But I, I wonder, there might be something to that. It might hmm. have been like just easier rather than double printing a section of it. Well, yeah, and re- Either that or it's like, it's so bog basic that it's like on a camcorder where it's like, well, we could go back and record that, but, we've, you know, we're, we're 15 minutes further on. We'll just refilm it. Yeah. Or, and this mm-hmm. is utter crap, 
because I know that this cannot be the truth, is they refilmed it to show that, you know, someone's memory is quite different. Oh, see, I that said that. That was what Jennifer said. But I don't think no, that that level of care and attention <laughs> takes place in film. the same film yeah. that a lot of these other things happen in. <laughs> I mean, at one point, when the girl, uh, like in the second story, when the girl is mm. tormenting the 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 orphan mm. with the uh, aeropl- the remote control yeah. aeroplane. At one point, the aeroplane is sat on the windowsill as she's using ah, the control. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see and that. And it's like, no. yeah. So it's you know, I I so I suspect mm. that giving them the benefit of the doubt that they might have gone on the long form of like well you know someone remembers something differently yes. it's got to appear Probably differently didn't happen, <laughs> yeah i don't th- i don't think that that was the case no, no. but um and yeah i mean that second story uh, also claire was obsessed she thinks that the because the girls are clearly dubbed yeah yes and she the... is fairly convinced that it's the mum in the doing film the dubbing doing the dubbing because claire was playing the sims while right. i was watching this and so oh, she, she just hear the voices. So she just heard the voices, right. and she was like, "I didn't realise the mum was in this scene. Oh. I just thought it was still the girls, and oh. like, yeah." So, so one actress is doing all the voices, and that might be why there's no credit for a voiceover artist on IMDb because it's her anyway. Because oh. it might be she's, she's already, already credited. So yeah, although that would also again that implies that someone would care enough about it to yeah, have looked into the records probably not. to put it on IMDb. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a film with Peter Cushion and Ray Milland and um, Donald Pleasant, mm-hmm. so I'd imagine there's enough there where even the completists, someone must would have... have a, put it in yeah, there somewhere. So I think, she, I think she may have hit on something there. Um, but the, 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 horrible, the horrible girl, the cousin, mm. Angela... <laughs> Um, she's in Tales from the Crypt. She's uh, not not to give too many spoils away, but Lee will know what I mean. She's the girl who let Santa Claus in. Oh, is she really? Yeah. So okay. yeah, um, um, we might come to that. Uh, we'll oh, probably come to that another, another film. Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. Um, but yeah, so she she's she's got form. Yeah. On, on this, the I, I can't again, and this is the same problem as I had with the last one. Which is, as you say, they make the people out to be shits. Mm. But, like, they're so evil. So this girl has just lost her parents. She's gone to stay with these relatives, with her cousin. The cousin, obviously, we know he's a shitbag. That's part of the story. But the aunt, who takes her books and photographs of her parents and throws them on the fire and then doesn't rehome the cat, but says, I know a vet will put it down quite quickly. Like, what the... What that, that got me was the term when she uses the term. I, there's someone who'll do it quietly um, yeah. and humanely. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah don't take it to that vet who does it noisily <laughs> and like with, with due cruelty. You know, it's just, but mm. there's actually Death the, of a thousand cuts. Yeah, the vet. But no, that that got me because I think it's the first time I've ever noticed that because obviously she chucks away the she burns the, mm, the books, witchcraft yeah. books and yeah. stuff. Mm. But, yeah, she also Sometimes, burns the picture yeah. of her with her mum. And you're like, Weird. that's a bit fucking much, isn't it, yeah, love? Yeah, why are you doing that? Oh, this is the last, rem- re- last mem- remembrance of your parents. Yeah. I'll chuck it on the fire while you're having a bath. I'm yeah. like, what? But also, I mean, the, the cousin is, oh, just horrid. Yeah. You're glad that she gets stepped on. Quite frankly, Definitely. I'd like to see more of mm, the gore. More of the stepping <laughs> on. Yeah. yeah. Um, beca- but, and weirdly enough, I know this is... I believe the cousin. 
Like the the aunt seems unnecessarily cruel and but thoughtless. Hmm. But the cousin, I buy it. I yeah. just think, yeah, there probably are like sort of twelve year old girls who are oh, absolute yeah, fucking psycho. Having yeah. been a twelve year old girl, yeah, exactly. I, feel I can speak on behalf but, of twelve I mean, year old girls. When, she, when she's like, because her parents have died. In a plane crash. And then she's zooming the plane out. And she's zooming the plane out going, you haven't got no mum and dad, have you? (laughs) And, yeah, it's just ridiculous. But definitely the stealing of the cat. I can feel that very much, Chris. Yes. I play with the cat now. I want the cat. Wellington wants to be my friend now. We played that game as children. I thought you were. (laughs) Interesting thing that someone came up with, though. Mm. Is, does Wellington return as a spirit? Or... And you kind of get this. Well, you kind of get the idea that the the uncle's not too much of a bastard. He obviously has Mm -hmm. no say in what happens in the house whatsoever. You know, the the roost is fully ruined. But has he just let? But has he just let the cat go because he's like not that much of a heartless? Do we see him again? Has the cat killed him? Part of me thought, did it just kill the vet and escape from the yeah, vet? Well, exactly. it like it's a clever cat. All sorts of things. It is a on. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. But Ooh. yeah, so that was just something where again I hadn't I'd always just thought, oh, must come back as a, a ghost cat. But, yeah, yeah, pretty for, big and black still. Yeah, like, like white and you know. And also ethereal. Yeah. I, I would I would pay anything to own that stupid giant paw. <laughs> you know, they just keep prodding. <laughs> I think that might be on. That's a prop we should make. Yeah, we just it's just, just a giant it, paintbrush to go along with it. It's just well. like it's just because it's what I love about it is it's worse than the one in the goodies. <laughs> it's worse than the one in Kit and Con. You think they which could have spent Michael a little Aspel. bit yeah. of time making yeah, a decent one? Especially... To be fair, back then they could have just chopped a cat's paw off and, and held stuck it, it close on a stick. To the camera, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. they didn't Very care too true. much about the cats. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. Probably what that was that was that was the day the cinematographer left is when <laughs> Wellington came back as a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just again, it's like one of those ones where you're just like, wow, everyone is just fucking horrible, mean, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And then yeah, and then the third story, as we say, which is the comic one, but again, is also the goriest, where yeah. uh, Donald Pleasance has murdered his wife, replaced her with his mistress. <laughs> Not only within a day as home, well. Not even, yeah, the, yeah. the whole yeah. thing within a day. Yeah. He's cle- they're cleared by the police for negligence. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, she got the girlfriend. The, in. the girlfriend's yeah. recast in the and yeah, it's it's quite something. Uh, it's fantastic, and it's got the guy. I can't remember the guy's name. It's the guy from Animal House who plays the oh, dean. Oh, uh, John Vernon. Yeah, that guy is. I'd love to see more of him because I like him in absolutely everything. He's, Killer Clowns. He's is in his Killer other. Clowns as well. Yeah. Because yeah. fun. Funnily enough, we've we've discovered that uh, if if you're in Wayne's World Two, Claire knows who you are. <laughs> this is this is yeah, this right. has become an established fact. Um, but when I sort of like said, "Oh, do you recognise him?" And she was like, "No, not sure." And I was like, "He's the psychiatrist in Airplane 2. And she was like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> Whereas, you know, so, what's your what's your impression of him? I don't do impressions. I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> is it a good sign, Doctor? Well, does the trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also nice. in Dirty Harry, apparently. Oh, he's the mayor. He is the oh. mayor in Dirty Harry, and he's because he's just yeah. He doesn't have that much to do in it, unfortunately. But him in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, he is. The best sheriff in anything, like, because obviously you got like critters 
where you've just got because it's that classic yeah. thing of like a small town sheriff who's yeah. just no. rubbish. They're just a fat guy with a gun who got the job, and yeah, he's just like. In Killer Clowns, he's just an out-and-out shitbag yeah, to everybody he, in that. Because he's so intense about it as well. So it's not a lazy thing or anything else like that. He's just like, one of those punk kids phoning up and telling me that. And yeah, it's again, he just he's someone who there, there should be more of. And I, he's kind of, for me, it has that sort of Leslie Nielsen thing where I'm kind of disappointed if he's just playing a straight role. Yeah. Because it's like, I know your capabilities, sir. Yeah. I know what you could do. 206 films he's got on IMDb. Wow. Is another one. I would honestly try and work my way through as many of those as I can because the man is just an absolute star. Oh, yeah. Actually, and this is a weird one. Madeline, the, the wife who is killed at the start, mm. She turns up as Mademoiselle, who is kind of, kind of the main villain of the film Martyrs, the French film Martyrs. I've still not seen it. Um, it's on the list of films to cover. We have a guest. We have someone who wants to come and guest on the show, oh, cool. but he is very busy, uh, and that is the one film he watched it once. It disturbed him so hugely uh, that he never wants to see it again. But he wants our take on it so he, right, uh, okay. he will be coming on at some to... point uh, yeah and he said it's the only time he'll re-watch that movie and he Safety is actually talking about we'll buying it, it on blu-ray to bring it around mm. oh, wow. for that reason so uh, get your finger out manny um also uh, just as a, another one for you for john vernon he is in savage streets which is the i have the seen revenge it. movie with linda blair i had to obviously skip through the yeah. terribleness but yeah um, i just uh, yeah he's principal underwood so yes, again i do you know I, I thought that could be <laughs> i think it was again it was one of the selling points it's john vernon and obviously it's got um um linda blair, linda blair. blair yeah but yeah, that but martyrs where, where she's in martyrs it's, i mean she's i wouldn't have put two and two together okay definitely because i mean she's obviously Obviously, this is like 1977, so she's much older yeah. by the time we get around to Martyrs. But also, yeah, she's, I mean, but she's fucking brilliant in it. She really, really, because she didn't get much to do here other than being I was going to say, you killed. don't even see her face really, do you? She no. just lays there and screams a bit and but, then she's... But again, lovely thing. Yeah, it's Hollywood. So we, re we use real, like, you know, real blades. Yeah. And we we have an Iron Maiden. It does have a safety hatch. Yeah, but, but oh, we, it's also got a locking mechanism. But we can reason. lock it. Yeah. And have yeah. no way of stopping it from uh, the front. I like to think that is what Hollywood was like back then. Mm. Well, because you know, then it'd be real danger money if you were an actor. Well, I was reading but this I thing. So. I, I, well, when mm. like, because obviously, like you say, everything gets covered in a day. Mm. And they said, oh, you know, are the police going to cover this up? And then apparently, there's a thing where back in the sort of the, mm. the heyday of Hollywood. A lot of them had their own, essentially their own lot police force. Mm. Oh, just to who, clear things up yeah, quick. who would clear things up when, you know, someone... When you actually put the wrong pendulum yeah. on. Oh, it's that sharp one we had just for emergencies, but yeah. we needed a sharp one. <laughs> Claire also lost it at... The spikes are coming towards your eyes! Yeah. <laughs> and I love... There's a weird little subtle bit in it, especially for this film. But I just love the fact that Donald Pleasance has got a really rubbish wig on, obviously as a mark of mm. Valentine Diaz's vanity, and it's just but it's just the one point where he readjusts it, having yes. taken his 
stage wig off. off. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, he's obviously, you know, very sort of precious about, no, I haven't got bald, you know. So he's got a, a wig. On then, a wig. And then a wig, then a hat over that. Yeah, like leather that. hat thing over the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, I laughed at that as well. I do like it. Mm. Um, yeah, so this, uh, so well done, Adam, for choosing yeah. this. It is, uh, it was an entertaining rewatch. Um, well, I thought. Let's face it. You've had Deathline. You've had Kill List. I think I, I, owe, I owed it to you to not put you yeah. through anything on my birthday. You know, it was uh, very nice of you. We very much appreciate. So, it. Would you watch it again, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, watch okay. it again. Yeah. How drunk? Well, yeah, I think that, that could add add a little extra oh, to yes. it. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, so the link that I found earlier when I was searching was essays by Sigmund Freud mm. in 1919, mm-hmm. which was yeah called the Uncanny ah. or the Uncanny, perhaps yeah. as he may have pronounced it, although probably more. You know. The Uncanny. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the quote that I found was, "Uncanny is in reality nothing new or alien, but something which is familiar and old, established in the mind, and which has become alienated." from it only through the process of repression. And I kind of thought, oh, yeah. well, cats, the idea of they're familiar and old, they're just around you all the time, yeah. but that actually they could be evil lurking. I thought, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this much thought went into the film, as we've <laughs> no, discussed. No. But I thought it was, you know, yeah. an interesting well, idea. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. You know, yeah, mundane really cats could be plotting to kill us. And that is a mm. perfect reason. So it's actually got a really clever title. Yeah. yeah. It's the exactly. only clever thing about the film. Well, but you have the gone... two quotes at the start and the end mm. as well, which, yeah. like, again, makes you feel someone gave a shit. Yeah. yeah. But... Just the guy know, looking just... for the quotes. Yeah. Like else. <laughs> but I love... And I love the opening titles. I love all the pictures um, mm. yeah. in the opening titles. You yeah. know, where it's just yeah. the... Um, the sort of various cats and the sort of bizarre grinning black cat and stuff yeah. like that. Do you think anybody when this was released came away with a new real fear of cats if they I did so. if they did yeah. i think there's something they had something fundamentally already. damaged yeah. already because <laughs> um more fear of being found out from their you know mistress and wife that they were going to kill her yeah or you know oh, i shouldn't have been nasty to my cousin because she might shrink me yeah. i mean it's, it's a miracle that we get where we do with this film because it's milton sabotsky who is the amicus guy and yeah. Aru, so obviously that's it's an anthology horror film. Of course, he's involved somewhere. Yeah. But the director uh, of it, um, where is it? Uh, yeah, I see the one that it said. What was the quote I found earlier about him? Uh, that he did porn. Yeah, oh, maple syrup porn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Dennis Haru. Yeah, maple syrup porn. Yeah, it, some of his hits before this, because I think The Uncanny is possibly his last film. Oh. Uh, one, some of his films so I just had to screenshot these because I thought every one of these lets you imply exactly what you're going to see okay. Valerie a seminal Quebec erotic film about a curious girl who leaves her convent to explore the Montreal hippie scene <laughs> becomes a prostitute and meets her true love who doesn't know she's a hooker but... what? there we go <laughs> virgin lovers a young vicar who doubts his vocation meets a young nun attracted by life they defrock and get married, but they must learn to love each other beyond guilt and torment. Wow. I've had it. A Parisian named Cartier living in Quebec City and employed employee of a major English-Canadian insurance company is promoted to a job in Vancouver. He brings along his annoying and hyperactive Quebecer wife and his two young kids. Rolling on a trailer van and with no knowledge of the English language, it becomes a trans-Canadian wacky journey for the French-speaking family. 
Um, and my personal favourite, Naked Massacre, a Vietnam vet terrorises a house full of nurses. Oh, that, that's straight <laughs> to the point, isn't it? So actually, to be fair, this was not possibly the worst film. No, <laughs> I, think, I think this seems to be certainly yes. his cleanest film. Classy yeah. and yeah. no nakedness. Yeah, Because he's, sort of, well, he's a producer of mm. a lot more stuff and sort of things like Quest for Fire and things, you know, it's got sort of quite they real films, are they? fairly prestigious, but yeah, mm. he, he, as, as wow. an actual director, yeah, he... Uh, that's terrible, yeah. yeah. But I, it was just... The titles didn't do it enough for so me. So there's one about I... cats further up. Oh, is there? Go down. Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. That's, is that like as in Heathcliff? Raiders Heathcliff. of the Lost Cats. Claws, <laughs> Hector the Detector. They all sound like either porn or cat porn. <laughs> I worry about what Hector the Detector involves in terms of In porn. search of Catlantis. I mean... Oh, 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 oh the actual cartoons. Yeah, Heathcliff, Cats and Co. How did he get involved in this? He's a producer. He's a producer. That's worrying, well, isn't it? Is that not worrying? <laughs> he likes a good cat, bless him. He does, in the end, porn. Yeah. All of the porn. Well. Sounds all right, doesn't it? Well... Good on it. There's a link there. Um, tomorrow never comes. <laughs> right. That's a porn film. That would be disappointing. Right, let's see. It. We're closing this out now. Um, <laughs> can, can I not get away with saying he obviously likes... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, no, I went low the time. Yeah. <laughs> we've just watched, as it is. We've just watched The Uncanny. I won't worry about lowering the, the tone with a pussy joke. I think you're all right. Um, so, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, we hope you I enjoyed, hope you enjoyed this. it just as much as we did. <laughs> It's on YouTube. You can go and watch it for free on YouTube. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, yeah, free, don't pay money. Yeah, for God, free it's no. worth don't it. Don't pay money. Everyone involves dead. You're not ripping yeah. anyone off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for our next outing, as promised for the last about four months or so, we've been going on about it, we are going to cover what we do in The Shadows, the movie. Um, yes. Uh, so go and watch what we do in The Shadows. You will not regret it if you've not seen it before. It is amazing. Um, don't forget, we need your hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror questions. We are loving those. Uh, and uh, don't forget to comment below. And we will see you all in a fortnight. Thanks very much for listening. Night. Bye. 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 You know when you watch There's films. There's a cat paw. <laughs> you know when you watch films and you go, that kid, that cat's dead. That cat. It's the same with the cast on this Aww. one. <laughs>